0: Sunday Panel on News on CJOB with Richard Clouchet and Julie Buckingham.
1: Julie's not here either.
0: Julie is off today. Amy is under the weather. So, you know, but Julie will be back tomorrow and hopefully Amy will be back next Monday. Maya Pretty is with us. And uh, Dan Hewn
2: is here. Dan. Yes, indeed. You're sitting in Julie's chair. It's a nice chair. It really it's is a really is nice chair, you know. Is the it chair heated? that I have, well, you know, the chair I had is made mostly out of branches. It's got a, <laughs> it's got a heated steering wheel, though. That's a really nice, nice. Ed- it's a good touch. Feature. It's quite yeah. nice. It's decadent. Is <laughs> what it is.
0: Now, um, one of you is voting tomorrow. One of you probably won't vote. But before we get to that, this is kind of one of those bizarre campaigns. Dan, you've done done a little comedy in your your time. Mm-hmm. Is there anything funny about this campaign? Like, when you look at the characters here, when you look at Pallister and Canoe and Lamont and Bedham,
2: is there anything funny about this? Oh, man. I don't even know what I can say. Uh, <laughs> um, I, what, I don't know. I just find they're – okay, provincial elections in the time that I've been voting, mm-hmm. I find, have been mostly filled with the emptiest of promises – and I just heard our current premier, uh, you know, in an advertisement, say that, or, or maybe it was a news uh, bit. But basically, he was saying that he's bringing like historical levels of healthcare support to the province. I'm like, didn't we just remove a ton of this beforehand? Is that how this is now historic? And then you look at the attack ads and they're, you know, it just, it feels so almost American right now. Like whenever I watch a YouTube video, I get attack ads before it. And I am just like, I don't even want to hear this. You know, it's so stupid. I've done my research. I know what each of these people are doing or what they've done and what they stand for. And now we're, we're just trying to make emotional ads to try and hit people that haven't done their research. You know, it, it just seems so childish. I think it's kind of depressing. (laughs) I think
1: that's what turns me off from it all, is watching those ads. And you're like, oh my goodness, everybody has something bad to say about somebody. Like It's like high school drama. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, if there's something I super disagree with and I know that this person is going to fix that and it's a guarantee, then yeah, I'd go out and vote. But at the moment, it's like, this is ridiculous. You're a bunch of children and... I don't want anything to do You don't with want
2: it. to reward anybody no. with your vote. Yeah, It does feel super immature. You know, it's never about who's the strongest candidate. It's always about tugging on emotions.
0: Yet negative does work. The research does show that it does work. It hammers away at the person that you're targeting and it may turn you off. But in this case, it may turn you off voting for one of those people. So, you know, it gets you away from the polls. You ever th- thought of that?
1: Yeah, but in saying that, I don't know, like, do you want to go out and vote for somebody that's making this negative impact on the world
2: already? And also consider the fact that uh, they really don't care if you like them. They just want power, Yeah. right? And this goes for all the parties. I mean, quite frankly, most of the people in those parties are thirsty for power, right? And so you have this objective and you don't care how you get there. How is that good for society, right?
0: So does this contribute because I think there's the larger question here and I always wonder if you see it at municipal and and provincial politics but you know Trump and this negativity that is out there I wonder if it all contributes to distrust in institutions there was a time in this province that you know there would be 70 and 80% voter turnout 70% voter turnout Last time around, in a big election, it was 56. And many people are saying, we hope to reach 50 tomorrow. But when you look at this, when you think of the word government and you see it doesn't matter what political party we're talking about or these leaders, do you just kind of look at that and say, you know what, I don't trust what you're saying?
2: Oh, yeah, I don't trust all of them. You know? Yeah, it, I hear government, I think lies. I, As a Manitoban uh, who's voted for, you know, a little, or close to 15 years now, there's never been a single candidate I've been actually genuinely excited about.
1: And that's what it's going to take for me to vote. So if you want to come knock on my door yourself and tell me why I, you know, why you deserve my vote, then you might have a chance. Well, what about
0: this duty that you should vote? Because we have a democracy here and we're so lucky to have it that instead of saying that you have to win me over... You have that duty to vote and find it is,
1: out. It is nice that I do have the opportunity to vote should I want to vote. That's awesome. And, you know, it's it's great to have. But again, it's it should also be my duty to decide whether I want to
0: or not. But I want to know, though, if you start complaining, but that's the you thing. don't have the right to complain that, because right. you didn't I vote. I
1: absolutely don't. And I don't complain.
0: Hmm. So this is where it's it's going to?
2: Yeah, you know, I there's a lot of voter apathy, definitely in people our age group, uh, and I think it's because of the fact that the charisma isn't there anymore. And I don't think that a lot of the people in our age group um, maybe fully see the value in it. I mean, I do. I I, I feel like. You know, you can only divert a stream with a bunch mm-hmm. of rocks. You can't just mm-hmm. use one, right? So,
0: See, I've always subscribed to the theory that voting isn't really, really important to you, just as is listening to a news and information station like 680 CJOB, until you're paying taxes in a significant way, and until you start uh, having children and a family, because suddenly... It all becomes really, really important to you about my kid's school, about time, about money, about the people that can influence your lives. And right now, you're both at an age where you're still kind of finding yourself. You're still kind of working. You're still I mean, kind of doing those I mean, I care about things. that
1: stuff because I'm involved with enough families that have to deal with all that. Sure, But it's just that I don't... But maybe don't... there's
0: something larger going on here. Maybe it, yeah. it is the fact that you just don't trust people like my generation or my parents' generation did, that it would
2: make a difference. Yeah. There are a lot of failing institutions that I was promised as a young child right now. Like one thing I think about too is, you know, public pension fund, is that even going to be around? So like a lot of this stuff is never even talked about or, you know, people always say "Eh, millennials are lazy and so, you know, some of us have good jobs and to be honest, uh, We're not lazy. Like, even the people who uh, have an education and are working in a field that they're totally not related to, they're working their ass off just so Mm -hmm. that they can pay their bills, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's a grind being a part of this generation, especially with the, you know, when you meet that attitude where, like, you're lazy, you're entitled, blah, blah, blah. People don't want to offer you the same salaries that they've been giving people from different demographics. You know, there's a lot of issues that I feel like our generation would like addressed that just haven't really been talked about.
0: So how do we rebuild this? How do we rebuild the trust? Because it's one thing to point out the problem. All right, I'm asking two millennials.
1: Get someone from our generation to run. They know
2: our issues. I'd also like to remove, if if it at all possible... The notion of an attack ad. Prove to me that you're worth it as opposed to yes. trying to prove to me that someone's that a someone lesser else evil. Isn't. Yeah. Well, yeah. Liberals exactly.
0: haven't done attack ads in this campaign. And a lot of people say that, you know, the liberals don't have a chance of winning. But they haven't done the attack stuff.
2: Yeah, there's other reasons I think that they're suffering, though. Greens haven't
0: really done the attack ads. You're supposed to be the generation that's voting I, green.
2: I, well, I mean, I don't know if I can show any favoritism right now or not, but there, I particularly... Have been impressed with past debates with the Green leader. Mm-hmm. I think he's very well spoken. He comes from a legal background. Uh, really seems like a James smart Benham, guy. I think did better in 2016 than he did in this past TV I agree. leaders debate. I definitely agree. Actually, 2016 he was like really sharp. And and there was just a lot of bickering in that mm-hmm. debate, and he cut through <laughs> it. But that's another thing too is the bickering that you know. I just wish that it didn't feel like you were watching a daycare, like president of the class daycare election. (laughs) You're supposed to be the leaders of our province. It's like they're
1: trying to get ratings, like a reality show.
2: mm -hmm. That's pretty much it. Yeah, As far as I can tell. I'd like to see quality and less negativity.
0: And if this campaign were a reality
2: TV show?
1: Would I watch it? Absolutely not.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I'd watch it either. I mean, I'd watch the first few episodes and if it got spicy, I'd probably keep watching.
0: <laughs> Trust me. It didn't get spicy. Yeah, no. they'd have
1: to hook me and it hasn't happened yet, so
0: So, will you go out and vote in the federal election? We'll see. Big time. Yeah. Appreciate your candor. Cuz it's, you know, not all the time people will
2: will say, "Hey, I may not vote."
1: Well, oh, you have to be honest.
2: And I'd like to say, you know, I respect the fact that's Maya's right as a citizen in Canada. You know, she can choose not to. You have a choice. That's the nice part of being here. That's the
1: thing, right?
2: Maya Pretty, Dan Hewen,
0: two thirds of the Monday panel. Amy will be back next week. We didn't get to anything pop, did we? No, it was kind of serious this week. Yeah, well, <laughs> see, Julie's gone; it goes all serious, there you right? Go. The news on CJOB with Richard Kluge and Julie Buckingham.